What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Sports Podcast. It's always Don here in Los Angeles, California. I got my dog with me, Albert, in lovely Sacramento. What's up, dog? What's going on, my man? What's good, baby? It's a good, exciting day to be a sports fan, NFL fan. So uh, it was going to be a solid show. It's been fucking nuts, but It's going to be a solid show, but right before uh, we got on, some some punches were thrown on... uh, on the rumor mill. Well, not even rumors. I guess it's official, but uh, get some more juice to talk about. Exactly, exactly. So, obviously, we had a whole agenda planned, and and the NFL kind of hit us, like you said, hit us with a couple of jabs, a couple, couple of knockout punches. So, we have to start off with the big news, right? Starting off with Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, ultimately, initially, I think we both kind of pondered where he was going to go, whether he was going to go to Denver, maybe outside ch- chance, you know, the Niners, you know, the hopefuls had Tennessee Titans and, and a few other spots, but ultimately he did, in fact, stay with Green Bay Packers. For You see, obviously, the massive contract, four years, $158 million guaranteed, $200 million total. Uh, I guess, what are your thoughts on that initially um, in terms of, was it the right call for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Um, who, was the, who was the biggest loser in terms of this happening? Um. Ah, that's a good question. Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers got what he wanted. He wanted that spotlight. I think we were talking about it last week. He just wanted fucking. He wanted the attention. He got that. I know earlier yeah. in the season there was like I, I would have said that he was looking to move on, but as it got closer to like actually happening, it was just didn't make sense. Like the Packers, they're built to win. It was his best team they built around him in a while. You know, um, that they they have the best chance to make it to, to a championship run next year. Right. Um. So Packers got the guy they wanted. They definitely did not want to go with Jordan Love. Um, they didn't have really <laughs> a, a backup plan with that, you know. Um, I, right. I would have said the I would have said the biggest losers would have been the Broncos, but the Broncos kind of averted to something else. So we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, right. it it turned out it turned out good for them, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything worked out for the Packers. Right? They, we talked about this right before the show. The increase in the salary cap higher than the the anticipated amount. Definitely helped uh, keep them. And then obviously, sub- subsequently, they were able to quickly tag, you know, Devontae Adams as well. So obviously, Devontae Adams will be coming back, um, earning that money, you know, a, a large amount of money for the single season, pushing back that contract uh, for one more year. But obviously, this is a good move for the Packers. I think this is obviously a great move for the for the Aaron Rodgers, like for all the points that you just said. This is his best opportunity to win. They yeah. have, you know, uh, a familiar coaching staff. Obviously, it was new, you know, a year or two ago. Now it's another familiar. Uh, it's familiar coaching staff from last year. They have a. It appears that they have a great defense. Hopefully, we'll see what in terms of you know the salary cap, who they're able to retain and whatnot. But um, one of the main things we also talked about before the show is making sure that O line is healthy. Obviously, their two best O line O linemen were hurt for the bulk of last year. David Bakhtiari, um, Jenkins was hurt. They did come back. They weren't their, their true selves. Um, and obviously, they they ran into the Niners. But I think this is definitely the best situation for the Packers. And yeah. the Niners, I mean, excuse me, and the Pack, and and Rogers, uh, but he, but but also what you mentioned, mentioned earlier, another year, it's like five or six years, Aaron Rodgers is flirting with leading, leaving the Packers, and you you mentioned it several times how much of a drama queen he is. He loves the fucking drama. Oh, like he, he, he loves it. He, I, loves, he loves it. it. And then and there's there's one point of like okay, flirting with the idea of leaving and understanding your options, but it, it does seems like Aaron yeah. Rodgers just loves the show. He loves the thrill. You know who did it best before him? He was on the bench when all this was happening. He was Brett Favre, you know? He saw right. he saw him back and forth, and he was just taking notes, like, okay. He's like, oh, okay. Mm, I can't wait to do, do that. Let me, let me go my call up. So he said, I know. So he's just giving uh, them a taste of his own medicine. Second right thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. But where, where it comes down to is the playoffs, I feel like, too. So... He's only won championship in the past, what, 15, 16 years? How long has he been in the league? Got to make yeah. another playoff run. He's, he's, he's always getting kicked out by the Niners and by who else? I don't know. I can't even. Yeah. I, I have to look yeah. back at it, but it's, it seems like the Niners are his not, daddy. Not the sure. Rams, but yeah, he's, I think he's 0-3 against them. But still, like, if you want to cement your legacy as a top three, top five quarterback, you got to make it to a fucking Super Bowl and to a couple NFC championships. He's only been to, what, two? NFC Championship three, maybe three. I think. Yeah, some, some, something like yeah, something like that. He's he's definitely got if he wants to cement like his legacy and, and really kind of push it over the edge. He's definitely yeah. got to get that second that second it's Super Bowl at least. It's all Bowl. about the playoffs. Fuck MVPs. Fucking, it's all about the playoffs. You got to get a couple wins, make an NFC Championship appearance, 
That means he's wide open up, as we always talked about it. Right now, wide open. Right. Over, um, it's going to be a three-way battle, I think, between the Rams, Niners, and, and Packers going to next season. Uh, but, yeah, don't, you got to make your money. My Cowboys. <laughs> you want me to be <laughs> – hey, sleep on us. Hey, you wanted me to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay. <laughs> You're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you hey, know. dude, I got, I you mean, I, I'm know. trying to be, yeah, dog, we got a, a punter's chance, right? I mean, yeah. if we, we got a pretty much a, a shoe-in for the division, but, uh, so moving on to, uh, to Russell Wilson, obviously the, the second, if not probably the biggest news, a lot of people probably at this point thought Rogers was going to come back, but, um, you know, right after Rogers happened, obviously they announced, um, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. And I feel like we have to talk about the whole deal, right? Because a lot of people have been talking about Russell Wilson. And typically, I feel like a lot of people talk about the whole deal, but not a lot of people are. I mean, the, the Seattle Seahawks, obviously, you know, they're confirming that they are going to rebuild, right? Um, and then the deal, they got they got Drew Locke. They got Noah Fant. Uh, you know, Noah Fant obviously has some injury issues. No, uh, and um, But the talent is there, in theory, right? The talent is yeah, there. Yeah, he, he was a first-round pick, a former first-round pick. But, yeah, right? so he, or was the he talent, second rounder. The talent's there. I, just, uh, I, I don't think he was a first. I think it was. I think second or third. But the talent yeah. is definitely talent's there. It, it was yeah. the first. I think he was. You don't first. know shit. Oh, you don't know shit. Don't um, know. but you, I mean, you could blame put your life on it. Of, okay, I will. Um, put your life on it. Uh, Let's see what you on. got. Let's see. So, so while you're doing that, I'll tell you the rest of the deal. They got two first round picks, two second round picks. Um, I believe they got a fifth round pick, and obviously Russell Wilson went to Denver with the fourth round pick. So, and then and they also got a promising defensive lineman. I started to read up on him just a little bit. Um, definitely great makeup. Uh, nah, it? it's fake news. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's fake news. You don't know shit. Come on now. So uh, pick <laughs> you must one. Have, you must have used Yahoo sorry. or some bullshit. Pick twenty. Search engine. Pick twenty, round one, two thousand nineteen draft. Um, but you can blame that on his lack of production. Um, to a quarterback, maybe, or lack of quarterback in Denver. So, I yeah. don't know. He hasn't had the best quarterback, so. Um, and it's, and, and now, he's, now he's traveling up to Seattle with the same fucking situation. With the same quarterback. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but with. with oh, with, yeah. man. At least, at least he did get that first round money. Yeah. 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 So we'll see where that, where that goes. Um, how do you like the draft? Who do you think won? Who do you think lost? Is there any. Oh, the, 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 com- the combine. Oh, you don't want to talk about the Russell Wilson trade more? Oh, the trade. Okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. Um, I think ultimately, I don't think the Denver Broncos are. I mean, I think they're great. They're, I mean, they're the great defense. They have a ton of fucking weapons. I mean, they have a ton of weapons and yeah. Uh, uh, God, I can't think of the the, the running back that uh, everybody stashed. I can't think of his name. Uh, Javante Williams. Javante. Yeah, Javante. Javante and Williams. Melvin uh, Gordon might be a free agent. Maybe. Yeah, know. he's a free agent. They got. Big, they got two big ass guys, and you know, Corden Sutton. They got Tim Patrick, is a real big body. Um, Jerry, and they got Jerry you know, Judy, Jerry Judy. Um, and, and so they're they're good, they're, they're good. They have a kind of run in the mill old line. Uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll look for to, to improve that as well. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's a win win. I, I think obviously the Denver Broncos they they have a team that's you know, if in theory, if you were to swap out you know, a sub, subpar quarterback. Entering a Russell, entering a Russell Wilson, they'd be Super Bowl contenders. But I do like what the haul that they got. I think they got a lot for Wilson. I think they yeah, got yeah. I mean, two I, first, two seconds. I mean, a quarterback to play. I mean, that's whatever. Neither here nor there. Yeah. But you know, to get a fire on Noah Font, um, I think they got a lot for Russell Wilson. Yeah, it was a good pick. I don't know. It, maybe another first round pick would have been nice. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, it, yeah, definitely the two but, seconds kind of. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> If Russell Wilson does he like last year he didn't really he didn't really produce like he we thought he would or like he He's playing like a baby back he, he was trending down in the wrong direction. He was looking a little chubby. You know, he had that James Harden sweatsuit on. Um, slim fast coach. Yeah, so it, it was just it looked weird. Um uh, so if he if he picks it up like Tom Brady did uh, after he left New England, how uh Rogers picked it up once he got uh Matt LaFleur, um the coach. LaFleur. Uh, LaFleur. LaFleur. Yeah, LaFleur. LaFleur. Um, so we'll see. If, if, if he picks it up, man, that Broncos got a, a good deal, I think. Seattle, they didn't Ooh. have a first-round pick because of fucking Jamal Adams. So they gave away two first-round picks to get Jamal Adams, and they got two right. first-round picks for Russell fucking Wilson, who is – And two seconds, off. though. And two seconds. And two still, seconds. Yeah. That's, that's still a big deal. 
Two seconds. Let's like I think we played this game before. How many draft picks have Seattle Seahawks hit in the first two rounds? Um, not a lot. They've hit a lot. In the, I mean, I mean. So we'll yeah. see what what they do with it. Uh, yeah, they could turn that into some some productive players. Obviously, yeah. it'll be look a lot better. But uh, they got the number nine pick. Uh, we'll see. Well, the Denver Broncos picks aren't going to be bottom ten, bottom fifteen. They're going to be probably twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. You know, next year when they make the playoffs. So it'll yeah. look, it'll, it'll look the best. But I mean, it's going to be high twenties picks, low twenties picks. That's the yeah. yeah. Hit. I mean, if you're the odds maker to, to, to I mean, if, if you're, you're, I like the chances of the Seahawks banking that, not banking, I don't say that, but I mean, in the event that any injury could happen that would derail the Broncos season in terms of their draft pick, I mean, any, I mean, Russell, anything happens to Russell Wilson over, you know, I don't know, the next two years or so, the, I mean, that draft pick looks very attractive. Anything happens to any of these receivers or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. I don't know, but uh, obviously Denver got their guy. Uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, um, the, the, the Seattle Seahawks, they weren't going to win with Russell Wilson. They did the right thing, so it's a matter of did they get the right haul. That that is remain to be seen. So let's jump into the combine. Um, let's talk about um, – I'll start off with my riser, and then we'll start with yours. Uh, from the combine, certainly I, a small, uh, sparky guy. Maybe you – hopefully you don't have the same guy because it seems like we do this a lot. Oh, I know. Uh, but I – I got I got fucking Calvin Austin the third out of Memphis the receiver very popular uh popular riser now uh little tiny guy about five nine uh just flies around pops around everywhere right obviously he's he's been down uh, his production's been there his production was there uh, his last year um, but obviously very small in stature but considering the modern NFL he had there's a, a chance for him to have a significant role in a lot of a lot of spaces but to give you some actual numbers he ran a four three two um, he, he had a 39 vertical, in which I'll, I'll kind of correlate that to my faller. Um, and then 11, 11 3 broad jump. Um, so definitely, um, just reading up on him, I think he definitely went from kind of a day three sleeper to a kind of a for sure day two guy. I, I think for sure he's going to be in that second to four round, uh, four, four round mix there. Um, and he's just, I mean, it's, he, he's a guy that also um, in the Super or the Super Bowl, the fucking Senior Bowl practices, he obviously opted out of the Senior Bowl, but he, was everywhere. I mean, everybody was talking about how Cape Calvin Austin, Austin is flying around, um, put him in space and get around and the receipt. I watched some highlights today just to kind of put the, you know, the tape in my head, like, you know, this, instead of just reading about him flying around everywhere, I seen him in reverses, seen him running all different types of routes as far as, you know, the full route tree, uh, yeah. it is nasty. So that's who I have as my riser. Who do you have? Yeah. I was looking at Calvin Austin. I think last time we we're talking about who we wanted on the Niners and Cowboys. And he was one of the guys I was trying to aim for him and, uh, uh Greg right. Watson. Uh, a small guy who can return punts and bring that speed element um, to the physicality that Debo brings and to the diverse game that Ayuk uh, brings. Uh, but my riser, I put um, Jordan Davis. Defensive oh, tackle. big boy! Yeah, defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah. 340. Well, he's in at 340. I guess he plays yes. at 350, 360. D tackle, 6'6, man. This stuff. Beast of a dude in the trenches. You probably noticed him in the mm-hmm. champ- championship game, man. He's not your like your average just plug in the whole Vince Wolford type of guy, even though he was pretty quick on his feet. Or like um, yeah. who's the guy the Bucks have? Um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, not the Dominican uh, too. Um, the, 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 the Washington. Via 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 Via. Oh, Bet Via Via. There we go. Um, so yeah, like we ran a four seven eight forty. At 340, bro. That is wild. That That's is wild. Comment. That's uh, he was yeah. supposed to be like a, maybe like a 2018, somewhere around there. But I, I don't see how he gets out of the top 13, 12 picks now. Um, yeah, he'd be a perfect fit with like the Ravens or Steelers or Steelers. I don't think Ravens have a pick that low, but like Steelers, I think they're at 12 or 13. I don't know. Go me on that. Um, but yeah, man, he's a beast. Uh, I definitely like what he did, man. What you want to aim for. This is the GM hat that I that I've been so experienced wearing throughout my uh, life. It's just first round picks, get just elite elite traits guy, man. Elite traits matches with the tape. You're not going to be able to get that in the second, third, or fourth round, guys. You're not going to be able to get six six guys that can run four fours, four five, four sixes. Um, so yeah, get get those guys in the first round because they're not going to be there in the second, third round. You know, so, right? Jordan, yeah. Jordan Davis, that's my biggest riser. Yeah, so just to kind of put things in perspective, Aiden Hutchinson, I think he ran like a four seven eight. 
Um, Aiden Hudson, rightly known, you know, t- projected top three pick, some top, the first pick overall, uh, probably not, but top three pick um, yeah. and significantly lighter <laughs> than Jordan Davis. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of comps has been out there. He ran a four eight. Um, and, and we know what he is in terms of, you know, his, his speed and his elusiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so obviously Jordan Davis rolls up. I, I I'm on board with you. He's going to be definitely a top 15, definitely not outside of the top 20 top 15 yeah. pick. Um, so, um, who I have as my follower in which I actually messaged, messaged you because, because of the tape during the year, Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks, I actually uh, uh, messaged you during the year. I think probably I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, and said, "Hey, this guy's this guy's nasty. He's big. Uh, I mean, that his size is great, and some of the things. I mean, he has, um, you know, he can run routes. He can get separation. The only doubts that there was that he didn't have that kind of separation speed. He didn't have that long speed. Um, and obviously, he went to the combine, and he didn't help his case." Uh, just to put things in perspective, Traylon Burks is 6'3", 225 out of Arkansas. Uh, questions about his speed, he followed it up with a 4.55, uh, which isn't terrible for his size, yeah. but it didn't it didn't, it didn't, didn't kind of uh, answer any of the questions. It didn't alleviate any of those concerns that anybody had. If he went out and ran a sub 4.5, a 4.48, something like that, 4.47, 4.45, I think that would have definitely helped his draft stock, but it didn't really help um, yeah. on top of on top of that. Um, he had a vertical of 33. Some of, and the crazy thing is he's significantly taller than, you know, who I mentioned earlier, Calvin Austin. But he's met, having the same numbers in terms of the vertical, in terms of the broad jump. I mean, Calvin Austin uh, was just – he just blew it out of the park. So, Traylon, uh, Traylon Burks, um, someone who did not um, alleviate any of those concerns that a lot of scouts have as far as his speed. Um, yeah. So, we'll see, we'll see what he has. I, I, I definitely I, think that he – I'm a big fan of his. I think – I know he's not like that game burning, just breakaway speed type of receiver. I still think he'll be able to win at, the, at that next level in the NFL, which is being physical. Uh, like that's his game. His game is never to just like fly away. Um, I did have him as a, as a follower a bit because that boy didn't help him. Um, but Terrible. I still think I'm still all on board. If someone's going to pick him the first round, man, I, I like him. He's a, he's a beast. He's uh, there's so many guys, our receivers that ran slower that's still produced in the NFL, like Keenan Allen, Anquan Bolden. Um, those are just physical guys that just won. They just can just, I don't know, little, little right. basketball post-up shit. Um, my stock down follower is uh, Cody, is it Cody Pickett. Is that his first name? Yep. Um, yeah. Um, his hand size. That's that a big thing. I, I just want to talk about it. I'm, I'm not so sure if you know, <laughs> A, a biggest concern for me. I don't think anyone really has that small. Michael Vick, I think, had the smallest hand um, compared to his. His is nine inches. Is, right. I don't know if you know how big mine are. Those, nine those, are those. <laughs> sturdy, sturdy hands. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, he wears gloves. Little hand, little hand, motherfucker, Kenny Pickett. No, yeah, little. Oh, little little foot. You're a little foot. That's uh, that is a little. <laughs> yeah, long. What is yeah. it? Long necks don't play with tree three hearts. There we go. <laughs> and Petrie, yep. that Sarah, um, the whole gang. Petrie has uh, yeah, he, he had a small hand. Uh, he, he throws with gloves. Um, and not too many people do. Kurt Warner did. Uh, Brady kind of did a little bit. Big Manning. But I don't know. It's just I, I there's no quarterback stood out for me. And in, in the draft class or in the combine, um, what's his face? Uh, the Malik Willis. He didn't do any drills really. He just threw some drills. He, he didn't do like yeah. the he didn't do the agility or anything. He just threw to the receivers. He didn't really like. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's, it's crazy how like much in all people are like just to see someone who's not like anticipating any type of rush. There's no secondary. Just throwing a long ball. Like that's it, and people are like, "Oh my yeah. god, look at that ball!" It's like, I know. what? Yeah, that's wild. And he's supposed to be like the fastest quarterback in, in the class. I don't care why he didn't run a forty. Um, there's, no there's no point. There's no point because the tape speaks for itself. Yeah. You could only yeah. he wasn't he wasn't gonna run a forty. Not, running a forty was only gonna hurt him. Any like that was the only possible like thing that could have happened. So Lamar Jackson, I kind of had that thought too. Lamar Jackson, he didn't run the forty, and he got drafted thirty-two or thirty to the Ravens. If he ran the forty and ran like a four three eight, a four three six, you don't think he would have gone top twenty? Not necessarily, because it's like they already knew he was fast. 
right? They already knew he was fast. So in terms of what if he goes out there and then like he runs a little less, like because he he they already know he's fast from his tape. So people have all this imagination, like oh this guy might he might actually fucking run force this or whatever. Have all these unre- my unrealistic expectations. You go out there and don't meet that, then it's like okay. And then you overanalyze. It's like oh is he that fast? I don't know. Yeah. It just not that he couldn't help, but I think that you can. There's a more of a chance you could probably hurt than help. In my, yeah. and it's just probably That's unnecessary. Risk. I, I just say if you're a fast guy, rush off your speed, bro. If you like DK Metcalf, <laughs> DK Metcalf, when he's a famous video that went around that uh, was viral with Pete Carroll, he's a big motherfucker. Yo, ripped, fucking yeah. his his biggest thing is his muscles, and he took his shirt off, bro, and like that got him like Dude, that got so you many, hot, huh? yeah. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that got the Seahawks front off his top. Um, oh, just, yeah, they bro, did. If you, if you got it, show it. You know what I mean? If you got fucking, yeah. if, if you're, you can jump high, do the fucking vertical. It's fucking, yeah. You know, that's my thing. Um, All right, let's, let's, let's yeah. move on to, let's move on to Calvin really, really quick. And then we'll go, and we'll go to NBA, where we spent some quite time on NFL. So Calvin really, obviously, he got spent it and he got spent it for a whole season. Um, for a $1,500 bet that he said that he met, made when he was stepped away from the team uh, or somewhere in mid-November, beginning of November. I forgot exactly when, but um, how, I'll start with my thoughts on it. My, my thoughts are, are this in terms of like I put up, we put up a poll on the page saying, hey, should they be allowed to gamble on games that are not involved? And I, I don't think so. I, I just don't, I just don't think that, yeah, NFL players, yeah. I just don't think in order to keep the integrity of the product, like, yeah, yeah you're not in that game. But you have like you have relationships with everybody. Like you allow all these players to start betting on games. Like people was, already question the product. Like yeah, <laughs> like what the what the refs? So you, you allow those hundreds of players. It's not worth it. The integrity. Those hundreds of players and worth millions, if not maybe a billion fans, to bet the money you're making in those a bets. billion, bazillion maybe, quadrillion. You know? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was just integrity, man. I'm all about integrity in the sport of football and sports. Doing the right you know thing mean? when nobody's looking. Exactly, you get it. You see Malik Willis when he was giving away those clothes to uh, outside the <laughs> yeah. combine. Future number one pick, <laughs> integrity. Philanth- it's a philanthropist. Um, you know those uh, those web graphs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want integrity. Um, I want. Oh my god! Uh, no, you don't. I want uh, <laughs> confidence. <laughs> I want hunger, motivation, and oh. that's that's what I'm gonna build. Integrity. Oh my god! Web graph. Just tell um, me you're a goddamn Russell Wilson fan. Oh God, no. Yeah, see, that's too much. That's just that's just too corny. You know, integrity can only bring so much. That's the red flag. I thought you were a big. I thought you were a big integrity guy. I love integrity. Russell Wilson's a red flag. That's just too much. Integrity. <laughs> oh, you get too much. So they just have too much integrity. I love integrity. Oh, but Russell Wilson's a red flag. <laughs> so you want just flag. like you want like just enough, not too much fucking integrity. Just bubbling at the stovetop. Just this. <laughs> You know, sometimes you hear it bubble over. And you're like, "Oh shit, Russell Stowe." That's, Rus- <laughs> yeah. that's Russell Wilson. Turn that shit off. There's too much. Too much integrity. Yeah, yeah, too much integrity. All right, cool. Can't have it. All right, we'll allow it. So um, let's let's yeah yeah. Calvin let's, let's... Uh, a year's a long time, but you did have to make a statement about it. Um, it's the first like it's the first issues that came up since uh, gambling has been more popularized oh throughout the the great state of America. Um, oh my god. <laughs> So, so, uh, so yeah, here's long, but that's a statement that uh, Roger G put out there. He can't have it. Yeah, it's yeah, that, that fucks up everything involved. It, it's shitty. I mean, 1500 bucks, he gave up a million dollars, he's losing, and his next contract, too. Yeah, you got back. You got back <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. what's going on here. People try to get in on this fire. Shit. Uh, <laughs> no cameos in this bitch. No, um. I think it was something he, he made a fifteen hundred dollar bet, and the odds are terrible. But the, I see all the jokes and the memes. That he lost like what eleven million? He he bet on your favorite type of bet, three different parlays. Oh my god, he bet a parlay he did, too. He did three a three game parlay, a five game parlay, and an eight game parlay. Oh my god, what do you give up? I tell people all the time, you just donate the money. If you're doing five teams, eight teams, three games doable. Yeah, three games maybe doable. Three games tops, tops. Yeah. But yeah. you're doing five team, eight team. They're like, oh my god, I can bet twenty dollars to win like two hundred. Obviously, yeah. it's not gonna happen. You know that was his first time betting too. He saw that eight game parlay. He probably put like yeah. hundred, and he saw like a ten thousand or some shit. He like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh juicy. He probably tell his boys like, damn, if this hits, yeah, yeah, yeah. like motherfucker, you, you're not gonna hit. 
Stupid. He's like, no, he's all telling cop hits. Hey, yeah. is this parlay <laughs> He's like, nah, brother. And fucking NFL no. hit him with that uh, Jumanji, that fucking in the jungle, you must wait till the dice rolls five or eight. Yeah. He's fucking, and that's the key thing. And before we close out, that's the key thing is that people are, Adam Schefter, all these guys, they keep saying the NFL has suspended him at least for the season. Meaning it's still going. They're saying, hey, you're not playing this year. I don't think it's going to go any further, but they, it's, I think it's this key so. that they keep yeah. saying. He's got to read. I don't know. And maybe he just, maybe just like, Starts hanging out with AB in off season or some shit, and you know, seriously. And, and that's the thing that these guys are not—they've been playing football consistently since they were like fucking infants. So he's coming off a major injury, right? Or he had an injury. Um, you know, it's bullied at mental health issues. Obviously, he's got other yeah. concerns. So now you run the risk of he's sitting at home for a fucking year, and what other trouble is he going to get into? So that's we'll leave it at that. Um, let's tap into the NBA. We're we're we're, uh, we're flying through some time here, so. Uh, let's talk about the best and worst. I'll start off with the best, and we'll go to you. Uh, the best and worst contracts in NBA. Uh, I've reported on the page, so I'll just kind of go with those guys. Kevin Love, we know that he's getting about 30, 30 plus million a year. Russell Westbrook, he's commanding 40 something million. John Wall, you mentioned uh, Unicorn, uh, Al Horford. This motherfucker, I didn't know he was making that much, but put him on the page for 30 plus million as well. And then I actually um, kind of honorable mention. I had Tim Hardaway Jr. He's getting paid twenty five or something million a year. Um, yeah. he, had, he had a decent year before when he got the contract, but he kind of there's definitely some regression there. Um, and then Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's been having a down year. He's older. I think he's like 37, 36. Um, yeah. and he's got a decent contract himself. So those are my guys. Do you have anybody else to add to that? Um, no, I had just I just had John Wall. But you, I didn't know you were gonna name eight of them. Let me name all the bad contracts. I know, man. Um, I'll add Tobias Harris to it. He's not the worst contract for like, I don't know. He, he it could be better, um, but you got to pay a premium for those type of positions, those score, scoring wing type of guys. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, I'll give he's an nice. honorable mention to, uh, I'm just thinking back, and then Nicholas Batum back in the day. That was a terrible contract. Um, the one that Lake Luau Dang. Like, that's don't what fucking make, don't mention the fucking like, <laughs> Timothy Mozgov too. Timothy Mozgov, I think he had like a he had like a two three year sixty four million dollar deal when we were just kind of that that window where we kind of sucked and that we just wanted year. to get anybody anybody like, a contract. It was like the new CBA year uh, year. It was like before it or after where it was like everything shot up and the fucking off right. were crazy. That's what I think all of those guys got deals at the same time. Um, but it was like the, Oprah. It was like an Oprah fest. You get, you get a deal. You get a deal. You get a deal. Fuck. Man. Fucking Tim uh, Moscow. Well, dang, too. That's enough. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, enough. Luckily enough, the Kings haven't had, like, just terrible contracts. Oh, don't worry. I got something for your ass. I got something for the Kings. Not saying that I'm battling with you, but I got something for the Kings. Don't worry. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, so, we'll, I'll uh, let you start with uh, the best contracts. Because best I, I contracts? Kind of um, John Morant. I was looking for someone that's still found on his rookie deal. Um, if Zion was producing, maybe he would have been included, but he's nowhere to be seen. Uh, but John Morant, he's <laughs> 12 mil and 15 mil the next couple of years, and then they have a qualifying offer they can make to him. He will be like restricted free agent. They'll extend it for another four or five, kind of how they did with Luca, give him a locks contract. So you're in team control for the next nine years, or the first nine years of your lockdown. Lockdown with the keep of Dylan Talbert and but. Right. Uh, but yeah, John Morant, man, he's a baller. He's the face of the Grizzlies. Uh, he just, oh, he's just oh, now he's the face. Now he's the face. No, 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 no! Come on, hey, I remember last week. No, you're like, oh, if only, if only the Grizzlies had a superstar. No, if only they need like that two pronged star power. Give me like most NBA teams have that threesome or two sub. That's what I was saying that like they're just like falling without. Yeah. Besides John Morant, who's the face? That goes without saying. Um, so that's the Mr. Grizzly. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. Okay. Cool. I got uh, uh for the best contracts. I have Joker. I have Joker. There's five years, 147 million. Uh, that is a fucking steal. I think that's probably one of the best, if not the best contract in the league. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fred Van Fleet got him at four years, 85 million. 
I think that's nice. I think he's definitely a $30 million player, according to the modern NBA, like what guys are getting paid. I think 20, what, he's getting paid, but 21 million a year, that's, I mean, I, I get he's a journeyman, but he's outperforming. I mean, we're, he's past that now. He's, a, he's I mean, his, his two shooting percentages are, he's not as efficient, but he's nice on defense. He's nice, he dishes it out. He can get hot. I mean, he, he's, He's not. He's definitely no. well over that four-year eighty-five he, million. He just signed that like a couple years ago, right? But I think like, they had Kyle. Like, they had Kyle Lowry starting, so they signed him as like a, a big yep. man, which they got lucky. Like if Kyle Lowry wasn't there and they would have signed him, they probably would have. The Raptors or he right. had the leverage. And right. Huh. I got two more. I got two more motherfuckers for you. Demar Derozan, three-year eighty-two million dollar deal. Obviously, right as of right now, as, you know he's part of that first year of that deal. Falling out of control looks like that's a definitely value pick for the Bulls. Finally, Jared Allen. Jared Allen from fucking uh, from the Cavs. When he first got that contract, I remember on our, our, our my other chat, baseball chat, whatever. They're like, "Oh, Jared Allen. They're just fucking NBA. Just fucking shitting out 100 million dollar contracts." Now looking yeah. at that contract, five yeah. years, 100 million. He's yeah. nice. He's and he's he's showing that he's got moves inside. He's getting and he can yeah. shoot a little, not a lot, just a little bit. He just can shoot a three. He's yeah. okay. But, I mean, he's a monster on defense, rebounds. He's putting up about 16, 17 points a game. I mean, he's he's uh, an analytical dream. I mean, they, they, he, they, they, he's textbook analytical guy. That's, that, they love that type of player. Uh, let's go to – I love him. I love him. I, love him. I wish he was on the Lakers. I wish he was on the Lakers. I wish he was on the Lakers. Um, but, yeah, that's a nice one. We'll go with um, most overrated and underrated players. I'll let you start this time, brother, for whichever one you want to start with. Uh, most underrated. I got my boy, DeJounte Murray uh, from the Spurs. They're not in playoff contention, but he's just an all-around badass right now. I know he made the all-star team maybe as a reserve. Um, but he's good. Yes. He's, what's that? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. He, he did. Um, so he's dishing out 18, 8, and 8. Uh, he's getting damn near triple doubles every single time. And uh, like, just when you think Popovich or the Spurs are done and kind of just going to fizzle away, Popovich always brings some monster creation from the fucking depths. And they just start <laughs> yeah. falling out. Like I really wish like they would have. Like these motherfuckers. Yeah, I, I really wish he would have kept Derek White. I don't see why they traded him. Is that the guy with all the anxiety him. issues? No, I don't know. Oh, he went to the Celtics. He was kind of like Dejounte. He was like the, the he was like the Dejounte Murray before Dejounte Murray was who that is. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about somebody else then. I think I'm talking about the guy from Iowa. From a, a few oh, years that back. guy's been that guy's been long gone. Yeah, but he he's one with the anxiety issues and yeah, whatnot. He, I think he could he, he couldn't fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh shit! The Kings. You're yeah, in the NBA. What the fuck? That's crazy, huh? But like he yeah. everywhere in college. Hey, um, yeah, Monday yeah, night game. <laughs> Derek White, they traded him. Uh, it's just trade deadline. Um, so that maybe freed up some more spots or some time for Jonathan Murray. He's a baller. He's only getting better. Um, what else do yep. I have? Uh, um, I don't think I one for most overrated. So you could go ahead and say you're underrated. Oh, underrated. let's do that. I'll let's do that. Something. Underrated, you have my – I mean, I already mentioned Jared Allen. Um, but Jonathan Murray, that's my – that's that was my number one. And I had Fred Van Oh, really? Well, yeah. Right. Overrated. I got two Kings players. Ah. I got, I got, I got Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. Um, and the reason why I have them so, is because, one two punch. Yeah, and the reason why I have them is because they get a lot of clout for. They, don't get me wrong, mm. they're they're great players, and they get a lot of recognition because they do put up numbers. They put especially Sabonis. This motherfucker puts up. You know, he's putting up thirteen rebounds a night, twenty points, fifty. You know, eighteen twenty points a game, sometimes higher than that. But he's putting up numbers, and he's a couple of years ago nobody knows who he is, and now it seems like everybody knows who the fuck Sabonis is, right? But the thing, is, and and the Aaron Fox, obviously he's been on fire lately too as well. Um, but people know the uh, Aaron Fox is a baller as well, and people he's a well-known player. These aren't like you know closet players or people. You know, everybody knows who the Aaron Fox and Sabonis is for sure now. And in terms of what they can do in the modern NBA, I just think because of all the the things that they're lacking as far as on defense. They yeah. both can't, for whatever reason, they can't shoot free throws. I mean, not great. Not, not, uh, you would think that they would shoot better. And the modern NBA, it's in the low 70s. And that's, I mean, if they they need to be higher than that. And then on top of that, they're not shooting threes. Aaron Fox, you know, he, he, every now and then he can hit, you know, he gets a little streak, but he clearly, he just, it's not him. He can't shoot yeah. threes, which is weird because he's got a nice stroke. He's got, it's not like it's an awkward shot. It's just, he just doesn't have it. 
So from whatever, from, you know, a standpoint of like all around the board, can't shoot threes. They don't defend well. Uh, the free throws are lacking. Uh, it's just, it just seems like from a no. analytical standpoint, they're overrated for what they act, you're actually getting. I just, I, I get what you're saying, but from, I just don't even think they're like, what are they rated? I don't think anyone's overrating them. So that's my argument. Like, um, I don't know. I just don't hear that much talk about like, oh, Fox should have made the all-star game or Sabonis. Like, yeah, Sabonis wasn't talked about. Sabonis? I felt like when Sabonis got traded, the biggest thing was like, oh my God, they got Sabonis. Like, people were shitting on him. Like, that's, really? They, yeah. I think Kings well, fans like, were shitting on him. Kings fans yeah. were shitting on him. I think the rest of the NBA was like, oh my God. Sabonis. Uh-huh. If, if you ask outside Kings fans, they're like, Sabonis is nice. All they, meaning all they see in Sabonis is he putting up 20 and 13 every night. Like, that's what they, yeah. but they don't understand. He's not they, good on defense. He, he was He's, like, fa- uh, like fantasy brought some bonuses name to the top tier, I think, or upper echelon. But like, I follow a lot of Kings people and a lot of analytical people on Twitter, and they fucking shit on the Kings for trading away Halliburton. And so that's oh, what yeah. I seen. I just seen a lot of like, oh, what the fuck were you doing trading away Halliburton? So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. oh, that's why yeah. it's a term- not overrated. But I, well, the, I think he's overrated for the from the fan base, not from like yeah, NBA aficionados. I see that. Yeah. Like the fan, oh. I think definitely the fans. And even Darren Fox, like he, he kind of was terrible to start the year off with Halliburton and now he's getting a little better. But I don't see yeah. how his, his, my thing is his, his game, I don't think he's going to age well. Yeah, of course not. He, he's gonna, I mean, he, yeah. can't, he can't defend. He can't, he can't shoot defend. the long ball. He can't shoot free throws. So it's not like he can finesse his game and then now he's going to like, you know, he, he can't shoot the long ball, and then also he's not great at the free throw line. So it's like, yeah, and what, his, his, his speed, his speed is his game. His speed is his game. Yeah, and his his speed will only last so long. Um, so that that doesn't yeah. age well. But but Talbert's game ages. If Fox if Fox can shoot, you know, if, if he can shoot eighty plus on the free throw line, then it's like okay, you could get older and you can kind of do certain moves. You can kind of tailor your game to getting to the line or whatnot. But it's like. You shooting like seventy two percent, seventy one percent from the line. You shooting twenty seven percent from three point line. It's like you're not a great defensive player. It's mm-hmm. it just too many deficiencies. Like for me, I'm on board. I'm on board. You got yeah. I know you want to don't want to talk about this. Let's move on. Let's move on to NCAA uh, to wrap up kind of your your segment. I guess let's go. I'll let you name a college and we'll kind of what we're gonna do, folks. Uh, we're going to name oh. a college. We're gonna play a little game of naming off play. Don't look on your phone. Don't look I was gonna start the timer. I was gonna start the timer. Oh, okay. Oh, was, okay, so we're gonna Okay, oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna name we're gonna name a college and then we're gonna shoot off some players and see how many players we're gonna name from that college. Don't name some bullshit like Creighton or some shit. Oh I, I gotta know the players. So I'm gonna name <laughs> oh, yeah. my college and then I'm gonna name the co- people I know from that college. Oh, okay. Got it. Now I get it. Completely get it. I get it. Okay. You want to go first or want me to go first? Obviously, you go first. first. I want to see the model. I want to, you, you got it. All right. I guess I'll, I'll debate if I want to go to Kentucky or Duke. Kentucky. Um, do I want to go to Kentucky? I think I'm going to go Duke. Fuck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go I'll, go, I'll go Duke and we'll start at uh, 30. How about we do this? Uh, we'll just do, we'll go one and one then. One and one. Just to kind of kill one school. Okay. Oh, one school? Like you, okay. you name a player. Yeah, I don't yeah, name yeah. a player. We'll go. Okay. Um. So, uh, Duke. Uh, Bagley. Marvin Bagley. Okay, Marvin Swagley. Okay, Kyrie Irving. Um. R.J. Barrett. All right. Uh. I will go Zion. Uh. Jason Tatum. Nice. Uh. Uh. I go. Uh. Cam Redders. Nice. Um. Jason Reddick. Do you say? Or J.J. Reddick? Yeah, we did not say him. J.J. Reddick. Uh. Oh damn! It's, I think Kyle Singer is Kansas. No, Kyle Singer. Uh, I, I think that's Duke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will go with. Um, I just had him and I lost him. Uh, Nolan Smith. Yeah. Oh fuck! Who the fuck is Nolan Smith? Point guard. Uh, He's the coach now. Oh god! The fuck kind of shit is it? Brandon Ingram. I was gonna say Brandon Ingram. That's a good one. Um. Fuck. You, Banchero. Um, yeah, Paulo Banchero. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Um, fuck. You, you can go. Dude, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I got one. Um, I lost it. Uh, with the Bulls. What's his name? 
He was in the same class as Bagley. He got traded to the Magic. He got traded to the Magic. I don't remember, dog. With a w. So let, let's actually let's 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 we're gonna move on from this and go to MLB. We're we're at 40 minutes. We're cut for time. We're fucking blowing through this. Fucking talking about Aaron Rodgers for 20 minutes. Fucking punk I ass won. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you won. You won. I'll let you have it. No, you didn't, you didn't want to say <laughs> no, no, I don't. All right. I MLB. Let's blow through these. Let's blow through these awards. Uh, MLB. Who do you got for AL and NL MVP? AL uh, AL MVP. I got Otani. Uh, I think he'll be okay. the first. First uh, back-to-back MVP since Miggy. Uh, he's he's coming the face of like baseball in a in a cool way. Yeah. Um, he's, he's versatile. His I think that will make him more popular to vote on. Um, he will have probably yeah he will have a great ERA. He'll, he'll be uh, league leader league league leader and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, league league. Uh, yeah he's he's, um, he's nice. So Otani, I got that, and then MNL MVP. You might have this one. Uh, I know you like him, Juan Soto. Uh, yeah, you be, already know though. Yeah, he, he's gonna be. Uh, he's the best hitter in baseball, pretty much. I think. Um, yep. he'll, he'll be contending for the Triple Crown. Um, he's a baller. Um, that's all I gotta say. Yep. Yeah, and and it, they won't win the, the get into the playoffs. They might with the expanded playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they do, it's pretty much because of him. If they if he can carry them to a wild card, the Nationals, um, that'd be that's fucking the, ridiculous. That's that's MVP. Give him the MVP. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got Juan Soto in, in NL MVP. I think this dude is just nasty. He's they call him what childish. The childish Bambino is his is nickname. Um, yeah, he, he's he's really <laughs> nasty. Triple crown threat. Um, him with him with uh with with uh with Vladdy. Um, but he's nasty. He's gonna compete in batting average. Dude doesn't strike out. Walks a ton. Um, he's gonna knock guys in. Um, at least the most he can with that fucking with that team. Um, but AL MVP. I'm mean, these are gonna be two homer picks, I guess. But I'm gonna go Mike Trout bounce back year um, in terms of health. Um, and, and I think what's what is gonna be key is not only that he stays healthy, but obviously if I'm picking him, I'm banking on Anthony Rendon on the Angels to stay healthy as well. Um, Anthony Rendon is a not he's a nasty offensive player, but his health issues. Pretty much, Angels have two nasty offensive players and Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout, but they cannot stay healthy for the life of them. They, don't, they do not play a full 160 or 150. They're usually around 120 to 150 range. Um, and obviously, both of them missed a significant amount of time last year. So I got them two. I'll kind of start off. I'll start off with AL and NL Cy Young. AL, kind of my riskier pick. I got uh, Dylan Cease from uh, the pitcher from the Chicago White Sox. Dude was nasty. Um, if he can continue to put it together and kind of, um, you know, provide more uh, innings pitch and just, and we'll see what that what, what that brings him. But he had pitched 165 innings, 220 strikeouts in 165 innings last year. He had a sub four ERA. Um, he, obviously he's got a great offensive, offense backing him uh, with Luis Roberts, um, um, Jose Abreu, um, Tim Anderson, all these guys. I mean, they, they're going to score a ton of runs, so he's going to have the wins. I mean, obviously, wins is kind of a dying metric in terms of pitching. He's going to be great. NL Cy Young, I got Walker Bueller. Uh, I think, again, another guy that has a ton of, you know, offensive support. Um, he's going to be the guy for them this year. Um, we'll see what happens with Kershaw, if they're going to bring him back, whatever the case may be. But Walker Bueller is definitely going to be the guy. I have him. Who do you have for AL Cy Young and NL Cy Young? Hey, Al Cy Young. Uh, I'm going to only say two. Uh, Garrett Cole, he had the best strikeout to uh, walk ratio in the MLB last year. I think he finished second. He hasn't won right. the, uh, Cy Young, I don't think. So he'd be a little more motivated to. Uh, or did he win last year? No. Well, sure uh, no. no. Um, but yeah, he, he'll be uh, a little motivated to get it. And then Lucas Giuliano. I think the White Sox will be pretty good this year. Um, right. If they, play, if they play baseball, and I, I'm sure that he will be a reason to that. Um, the last 13 games, I think he had one of the best ERAs at uh, 2.65. Uh, last 13 games, so he was hot to end the season. Maybe something started clicking more than usual. So I think he'll carry it on into into the uh, into next season. So those two guys, Cole and Giolito, Giolito. Right. Am I saying that right? Yeah. And then and also you won. Fucking, we did it again. Bueller. Um, yeah, 2.47 ERA. He was one of four pitchers to throw over 200 uh, innings. Um, so he had that that workload, and he'll probably be the ace 
uh, into the staff of Kershaw, which I don't know, kind of leaning towards not expecting him back. Um, yeah. And I'm, he's, he's a competitor. He's a savage man. I'm sure he's up for the challenge. Uh, I think he might take it to another level. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I definitely, definitely on online Walker Buehler. He's a workhorse. And it's crazy that you mentioned that you said that he's one of four guys that pitched over 200 innings. It's just crazy. Like, I mean, we had guys back in the day that were flirting with, you know, 300 innings pitch. Now it's just crazy. Like, you know, you got, you got a guy that he could throw 150 innings, 160 innings, like the Cease, 165. And in my eyes, naturally, the optics of it is like, you know, oh, let's see what he can do. But honestly, that's about what pitches are pitching, maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah. But, you know, that they're pitching less than 200 innings, quite frankly, like quite frequently. So um, those are our picks. Um, um, we know that I seen a tweet probably maybe an hour before the show. Uh, Bob Nightingale, we don't know, I don't know how credible he is. I mean, it seems like he's hit or fucking miss. But it, he's, there's a certain level of optimism that, they are closer to the deal. Um, hopefully tonight they can wipe out this talks about 14-team fucking playoffs. I think that's absurd. I think that's 12 nasty. is kind of the max. That, that's what it should be. I'd like to keep it under the same format. We'd love the MLB, um, the AL and the NL wildcard game. I think that's great for baseball. Um, so hopefully they're close. Um, as of right now, talking to the guys in our chat, it looks like as of right now, I think, a, I think the first couple of uh, series are canceled. But yeah. there is a plan to kind of recuperate those in kind of seven inning double headers. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get that. Um, and then we'll finish it off with um, MMA. Obviously, Masvidal and Covington, they duked it out. Um, Masvidal and, and Covington obviously having that bad blood camp or uh, fighting out of the same camp originally. Old roommates, old good friends. Uh, Covington won. He actually ultimately prevailed. He was expected to win. And a lot of – Masvidal, I mean, the fight kind of went how a lot of people expected it to go. Masvidal, tough as nails. Um, he's a guy that is, you know, nice striker. He's got, a, you know, a solid chin. He, he stood in there with with, uh, with Covington. Covington continuously – I mean, he stayed engaged with them. He consistently stayed engaged. With, his conditioning is, is, is ridiculous. He continued to stay engaged with them. Obviously, he know he wanted – Covington wanted to take him down. He didn't want to get into uh, – although he can, he can throw blow, blows too – he didn't want to get into this kind of stand-up game with him. Every opening round, anytime Masvidal would uh, engage with him and get a couple of good strikes on him or hurt him a little bit, uh, Covington would come out in the next round and immediately want to take him to the ground. And Masvidal, although he doesn't have a strong ground game as far as offense, he's very yeah. na- he's very nice. He's nice in terms of his takedown defense. So a lot of times he was in unfavorable positions early in rounds, and we thought Covington was going to give him the business and end it, and he stuck it out. So great fight. Looks like. Um, maybe Poirier and Covington next. I don't know what's up yeah. with Masvidal. Been fighting fucking forever. Um, great heart, but uh, we'll see what happens to that. Um, and then obviously Usman and, and, and Canelo rumors. I don't know if that's one side. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. I if you know anything. The, I, I just saw the Usman quote of how he wanted to fight him on uh, Mexican Independence Day, which would be in September, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, you, I don't no, know, you, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> they don't say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's like it's September 16th, I think. Uh, yeah, our our time just passed, so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll see, man. I'll be, I'll be cool. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if he'll. I, I, I'll take Canelo all day, every day. Uh, if that fight happens, I, I don't think. I don't know who, who would you? What do you think the odds? Oh would yeah, hundred percent Canelo. Obviously, be favored to Canelo, but what do you think the odds would be? Something stupid like Canelo would be probably uh, minus fucking. I don't know, 800, just because, really? you know, yeah. Usman is a big name. He's got a lot of clout to him. So in terms of they want, they want, um, you know, they, they want, they're going to try to say, it depends on how the public is betting is how the odds are. It's not, the odds don't directly represent, you know, no, but just like the, just the but opening he, odds. Oh, I wonder, yeah, you remember probably the, Can- you remember Canelo the, minus a thousand or something, minus tw- something crazy. Do you remember what the McGregor uh, Mayweather odds were? Um, I think, I think it's going to be more lopsided than that. Um, I think it's, I think it, the odds, I, I don't know what the opening odds were, but I think Canelo and Usman, the odds would be even more lopsided. Um, I think people thought that cup, definitely people thought that McGregor had a better chance against Mayweather than Usman will have a chance against, uh, Canelo rightfully. So, um, uh, because you know, Mayweather at the tail end of his career, um, Canelo still yeah. very much so in his prime. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I, I do know why because of the money. Um, Usman, he's, he's said, making probably about 
two more, no more than ten million to fight. So he's not approaching Canelo numbers. Usman said they'll make at least nine figures uh, if they fought. So, oh yeah, they'll, they'll, it makes sense. It makes sense for money because he's got enough clout where people don't expect him to win, but people want to watch. I'd watch. I'd watch I'd to watch. see. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell so, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. So that's that's what's been going on. Uh, we'll see if anything materializes from that. Uh, that's all we have for today. I think we made great timing. Any closing statements? Anything you got for the people? I just want to say next pod that we come on, I want to be talking about a Jimmy G trade. I don't want to be grading that trade and how that That's trade true. went for that 49ers. So I think the dominoes were just falling. First to start with Rodgers, then Wilson, um, and then Jimmy G is next on the block, even though he just had surgery. Um, come on. Yeah, he should, be, off- good. He should be good. Bring, for me the offers. Bring me the offers. And then in a couple of weeks, we've got NFL free agency, so things are going to get spicy. Things yep. are going to get spicy. NFL free agency. I was just going to talk period. about – I was just going to talk about the closing, just kind of closing statement. It definitely hurt Jimmy G's market when you see Russell Wilson getting the two first round picks. Yeah, you got two seconds. How we talked about could have got more. So now what does Jimmy G get? What does Jimmy G get? I'm still on board with the second and the fifth. Even though that surgery kind of hurt a little bit, but like there is so many desperate teams. Rodgers staying with the Packers helped Jimmy G. Um, Broncos are one less suitor, but I never really saw that him as a like a potential suitor for Jimmy G, but there's still the Panthers, there's still the Commanders, there's still the Colts, there's still the uh, Texans, there's still the Bucks, there's still the Saints. They all like want to win, and they all are looking for a veteran quarterback, even though Jimmy G, but right. uh, it's better than fucking Trevor. <laughs> it's better than Trevor Simeon. What Trevor Simeon? Yeah, it's better than uh, I mean Tyler Henneke. Come on now. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. Then you got to sign a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see. Yeah, but we'll get into it. Hopefully, we eat. there's news that comes out. We'll get into it next pod. But thanks again, brother. Another episode done. Thanks to everybody for listening, whether it's on YouTube uh, or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I know Spotify actually had an outage today. Hits me off when I was at the gym. Uh, yeah, they're at outage. Yeah, but so thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Average Joe Sports Podcast. All love, as always. Appreciate you all. Peace and love.